But I do feel like being the oldest, you just feel a pressure to like set a good tone. Like I think you feel a lot of pressure to like, as lame as it sounds, like make good choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I felt like choices that I made would immediately be reflected into the way that you guys thought things should be. So if I had a boyfriend and he cheated on me, because you guys were aware of it, like in my mind, I was I can't stay with him because if they think that that's okay, then they're going to pick men that they stay with. That is so crazy that you thought about, like that you were thinking. That's all I thought about. Because I was just like, if I'm saying that that's okay, then like that's what they're going to do. And everything, every choice I made, I knew would reflect on the way that you guys would choose to live your lives. And I think that you can't really understand it unless you're an elder sibling. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to In-House with me, Ariel Charnas. This podcast is all about my world and everything that keeps me busy. For the last few weeks, I've introduced you to a few of the brilliant women in my family. And for today's episode, we're wrapping up with one last conversation as I welcome my sister, Danielle, to the podcast. My sister, Danielle Goldberg, has been a stylist for as long as I can remember, but her first official styling job was for Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen for the Met Ball. Following that, she continued to work with brands such as the Roe, Kate, Combsy, and style campaigns all over the world for Armani Beauty. What you likely know her best for is her work with celebrity red carpet women like Laura Harrier, Audria Arjona, Alexa Chung, Mila Rowe, and at the same time, styling covers with other celebrities like Lily Collins and Katy Perry, to name a few. Since we had my other sister, Michaela, on a previous episode, I was excited to introduce Danielle to my audience to talk all about sisterhood and growing up together. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Tell us about your work and what you do. I'm a stylist and I work with, you know, a lot of different brands and designers, but then I also have the luxury of working with a lot of amazing actresses. How do you find your inspiration for like all campaigns? styling celebrities brands like how do you or is it mostly about what they want i'll say this like when i'm approached by a brand or i'm approached by you know an actress usually when they start talking or when i'm starting to be like brief i start to get like ideas that's how i like know that i want to work with someone right because i start to you can come up with like well i just all of a sudden like oh my god like she would look so bright the brand would look so cool styled like this or and it's like if i had started having those ideas i like no i have to do right that's so cool you know and it's something i can't control it just like happens you know and you sort of have this vision and you start to like you know whether it's an actress and being like oh these are the great the best brands for them or with a brand it's like oh this is the great the best visuals for them it just it happens kind of innately because i feel which for me i take as a sign of i'm I feel connected. Yeah. You feel like you know what you could do for them. Like you're, it excites you. Yeah. Well, not even what I could do for them, but what we can do together. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's like the biggest thing about like, for me as a stylist is like everything that I do is incredibly collaborative. Like I don't work with brands or with actresses that I don't feel have a sensibility within themselves that I'm already drawn to. Right. And, you know, as you're, career grows, you hope that like your roster of people that come to you like tend to like see that and they're like, oh, like she totally gets me, you know? Mm-hmm. Or like a brand is like, oh, this is like our kind of stylist. And like when the right brand or like the right act or like the right person that like, comes to you, you're like, I'm in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing because they like totally fall into that. Right. 
So what was your big break? Like, what was your what was your moment in your career that you felt like? I feel like there was like a lot of like small breaks that led to a break. I mean, like I was styling from like when we were in high school when like that wasn't even a thing. A thing. So I feel like it was a lot of small breaks and like taking on internships and taking on assistant positions and just always having like the best possible attitude, like working day in, day out. You know, my first job, my first like internship that I felt like really moved like the needle for me was my last internship my senior year after interning at like a record label and a photo studio and a photography agency. I got an internship at Vogue. And that internship, I feel was like the first time that like things like shifted for me where all of a sudden I was like in a space that I really wanted to be in and I was being exposed to like everything I'd ever like dreamed of. Yeah. And I took that internship incredibly seriously. And when I graduated college, I was so sure that like they would just have a job waiting for me. And of course they did not. And, um, you know, I couldn't get a job and I kind of... I was sneaky. I was like, where can I be that I'm going to see all these people all the time and get paid? And I realized like what studio was I always running all the clothing to? Pier 59. I was like, okay, I'm going to get a front desk job at Pier 59 Studios. So every day, I'm going to see a different editor and they're going to know me and I'm going to make sure my outfits are really cute and I'm going to like be really helpful. And like, maybe just maybe I'll find out that there's like an assistant position. Right. And my old boss, my old intern boss was there from like T Magazine and she was like, what do you like? Oh my God, like you work here, like you're out of school. And I was like, yeah, she's like, I'm looking for an assistant. And so to me, that was like the first big break. Yeah. And, you know, that assistant job at T was the most important of my career because I really messed up big and worked really hard and learned a lot of lessons. And I wouldn't change it for the world. But when I was in it, I was like, this is insane. But I think I it it made me realize like what it would really take for me to make it happen. And once I started styling, like assistant styling, I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, it wasn't a question. And then my real big break happened at the like two years into that, which was, you know, um, having the opportunity to work with Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen, and like that just changed everything. Right. Let's talk about growing up. I had Mom and Michaela on previous episodes, and we talked about childhood memories. What do you remember most about our childhood? Probably <laughs> me like creating, like being like a director, or, like a boss, like for like plays or shows or photo shoots. I feel like I just have like very vivid memories of like kind of doing what I do now, but like in our home. But like you also <laughs> like start in those. Like you don't totally. do that now, but like no. you were definitely the star. <laughs> It's actually very funny. I was definitely very much a performer yeah. when I was probably until I was probably like 10 or 11. Yeah. What, what changed? You liked got, like directing us more, I guess. I like being, I realized that I much prefer being in control. And I think when you're like, when you're being vulnerable and you're presenting or you're like performing, like you're kind of at the mercy of like whatever the situation is. Whereas like, I felt like I could control it if I was in charge. As an oldest sibling, you're really empathetic and you feel everything that everyone else, like that your siblings are feeling, but you also feel this kind of pressure to yourself not be vulnerable. So I think I am vulnerable. Like I almost seem so much more sensitive because I'm holding so much in. Yep. I feel like being an eldest sister weirdly like has 
had a huge impact on like who I am as like a woman and who I am as a stylist, like working yeah. with women, guiding women, like, so you know, so much of like styling is being with people in their most vulnerable moments. Right. And I love working with women and like giving them the tools to kind of feel strong. That is so crazy. It was like you were set up for it. Totally. I think that like being an eldest sibling, like, especially of like yeah. three girls, like I feel like you end up being like a therapist yeah. or like a doctor or, you know, something like a stylist or a makeup artist, like something that where you're taking care. A thousand percent. You've said it many times before to me, but as the oldest, do you feel like you had to deal with pressure, like more pressure and just the heaviness, like the heaviness that like sit, like kids would take on from their parents? Do you feel like you had to deal with all of it first? And then it got lesser and lesser with me and Michaela? Yeah. I mean, for me to Michaela, it's like night and day. Yeah. Like in terms of, but I wouldn't say pressure. I think it's more like how strict mom and dad were. Like I, like I had like a nickname in high school and it was like Penny the Punish. It's like, and I was not like a bad Bad kid. kid. No. Right. It would just be like mom felt like she was like setting a tone. And by the time it was Michaela's turn, but also keep in mind, like when I was 14, like we were going to like Disney worlds because Michaela was, and you were like still younger. Whereas like when Michaela was 14, we were like in a nightclub in St. Bar. <laughs> That's so crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I think that like, I also like played into it. Like I, right. I think I liked that again, like that control, but I do feel like, being the oldest, you just feel a pressure to like set a good tone. Like I think you feel a lot of pressure to like, as lame as it sounds, like make good choices. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I felt like choices that I made would immediately be reflected into the way that you guys thought things should be. So if I had a boyfriend and he cheated on me because you guys were aware of it, like in my mind, I was like, I can't stay with him because if they think that that's okay, then they're going to pick men that they stay with. That is so crazy that you thought about, like that you were thinking. That's all I thought about. Because I was just like, if I'm saying that that's okay, then like, that's what they're going to do. And everything, every choice I made, I knew would reflect on the way that you guys would choose to live your lives. And I think that you can't really understand it unless you're an elder sibling. Me and Ruby will talk about it behind your Danielle, that's like a very like good person. <laughs> like I don't even know <laughs> if that's a sibling number well i just think you when you have two i think sisters are just like you know you're these like implanted like best friends so it's like you your your choices and the things that you do and the way you treat people like right and when you allow yourself to be treated like that's who you're gonna look at but like i'm a big sister and i didn't think of (laughs) because i did it for i think that i did i was so like i think i made it like probably a little bit too easy so did you think, and be honest, did you think I was like an annoying younger sister or like a cool, like old younger sister? I mean, I, I think like we should probably take cool out of like the, <laughs> like the, the whole question. Like, yeah. I know. I, I was so happy to have you there. I think that the three of us are really not, um, I think that the three of us are really fortunate that we have each other because I think like it's not like it's my sister, but it's also like my best friend. coming. Yeah. Like I wasn't like, oh, my sister's coming to dinner. Like that's annoying. I'm more just like, oh, this person's also coming to dinner with us. Yeah. You, you know, included me in everything. Like you were never like. But I don't think any of us honestly felt like that. Like even if Michaela was in town. Michaela said that I wouldn't let her come to my the house parties when I when I would throw a party when I was a senior. In oh, but maybe in high school. I wasn't a part of I don't, like, I don't know about that. 
But like, I, I only um, feel like one time, like I was nervous was when you came to Syracuse to visit and I got you really drunk and I kept waking you the whole night to make sure you were like, alive. I don't even remember that. No, you wouldn't. How would you describe your relationship between me and you, you and Michaela, me, you and Michaela? Me and you, I feel like we talk like a hundred times a day. Like if you called me and I was out to dinner, like I wouldn't necessarily like rush to pick up the phone. But if like Michaela called me and I was out to dinner, I'd get up and leave. Right. Like me and Michaela are like, I'm equally close with both of you, but just in different ways. Mm -hmm. You and and then when it's the three of us, I just like know that I'm going to be made fun of the entire time. What? We, that, no. You guys, not even made fun of it. You guys have like your own language. Yeah. Like it's a, like you guys are definitely like you guys have a relationship that like I wouldn't even dare like try to like. But like we, we've tried. You just you just don't. Yeah, get no, it. I just I don't get it, <laughs> um, which I'm OK with. But I also feel like as we've gotten older and like gotten married and like talked about like, you know, what we want in our lives, like there's different things that like we bond over now. Yeah. And I think there's something to be said about that. But I also think that like there's nobody that can make me laugh like the way that I laugh when I'm with the two of you or like even in like our group text. I think that the three of us actually have like a very healthy dynamic. Yeah. Also, Michaela is so incredible with kids. And she and Ruby were just so like connected yeah. from like day one. And I think like, you know, both being aunts, it was like, oh, Michaela's like an amazing. I'm like, okay, but, like I might just like have a different approach. <laughs> like you're going to swoop in when they're like 12. But I also feel like I have, I now have like, even like, come, I have to say like being in Los Angeles and like coming back and spending time with like Ruby and Esme and even spending time with Navy, but like more especially Ruby and Esme, I it's very evident to me that I have a very specific relationship yeah. with both of them. That's just different. Like with Ruby, like she and I are like, it's not like jokes. No, it's like, so you guys like talk about serious things. Yeah, like it's quiet and it's nice and we connect and she tells me things. And I think that like, it's actually interesting because it's kind of similar to how I am with the two of you. Right. Like I'm that person for her. Right. You know, I'm not the one who's like running around and being like, like silly. And that's my role in our, in like, with you and Michaela too. That's so true. You know, it's so interesting. It's so interesting. And I was saying to Michaela, like when I was on her, the podcast, when she was on the podcast, we were talking about how like when we were younger, like you weren't really, I mean, you were like there, like you were around, but like you were much cool. Like we were not cool enough for you. Like you wanted to be with your friends, like you like would lock your door and like we would be like, oh, like, I guess it's just me and you, you know, like, yeah. like you no, you're like forced to create your own world. Yeah. And I feel like you and I didn't really have a relate, like we obviously had a relationship, but we didn't really get close. I feel like until you left for college or I left for college. I don't no, know when you left that. for college, when I left for college, that's like when our friendship like really like became like we were like we could connect on a lot of things. I mean, we, you were like, you were like each other. We would, I mean, you barely went, I feel like you like didn't go to college because of me. I know. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I feel like I, every weekend I came back. Yeah. Every weekend. It was really fun. It was so much fun. It was. I loved it. It was a great time. Unlike myself and Michaela, you don't necessarily make your living from sharing your life online. Was that a conscious decision? Most definitely. Do you want to talk about that? Um, <laughs> no, I just, I don't, I think that, you know, I, you guys always talk about how much you enjoy sharing, you know, and I think that that is exactly yeah. it. 
Like that's not something that brings me joy. Like bring what brings me joy is like sharing work that I'm super invested in and seeing people respond to it. You know, or putting together looks and being like, oh my God, I love that. Like, you know, or like I love this story. It makes me so happy. Or I love this look. Like I used it as like a mood board yeah. image or, you know, I, like that's what I want to share. And that's not to say that I don't share every once in a while, but like it doesn't make me feel right. good. You know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And yeah. I think that's okay. You know, I mean, not for lack of you guys being like, you have to share this. But I just feel like I, I think, you know, if there's anything I've learned from watching like you guys and mom, it just, it clearly makes you guys really happy. You know, it's something that like you love engaging with that community. Yeah. And I think that there's, well, I think, I think it's a little bit different. I wouldn't, shouldn't really lump you in because it's a little bit different, but I know that like for mom, like when she shares, she feels really, she's talked about how much she enjoys yeah. Joy is like but like how you were saying, like you, it, like what ma- brings you joy is sharing your work. Like, I feel like it brings me joy sharing, like, not that my kids are my work, but like my kids and like, no, something na- and like the outfits I put together. So like, it is, it is my life, but it is, it's not, it's, I, yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. Even if you enjoy it, you know what I mean? It's definitely a hard thing to share so much. And I think as you get older, especially too, you know, it's a thousand percent because you have things yeah. you're more protective over. And I think it's interesting for me because I feel like there's weirdly like yeah. more pressure. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, what about where's Danielle? <laughs> like she just doesn't yeah. want me and to I yeah, and I and it's it's something that it's just like that's not just not you. like when I'm you know yeah like when I'm doing like something that's you know incredibly personal or right. you know like the last thing I'm thinking about sharing is that. Yeah. documenting. Like, I would be like a terror. Even if I wanted to share, I would be terrible at it because that's just not right. where my head's right. at. You know, and I think, I also think that, I also think, you know, that I want to be clear in saying that I, I don't think that, it's not like I'm like, no, ew. it's just like, right. it's just not for me. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. I, there's you know? millions of people out there who feel the same way. It's just, I guess it's more, it's just interesting coming from a family that literally all does exactly. that, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it is strange for me because I think a lot of people are just like, oh, not, like, yeah. just like not. And I'm like, no, it's like my family. Like, I'm so happy for them that there's something, yeah. you know, like nothing would be happier than seeing mom, like 60 plus, like being on Instagram, like finding songs to match her cooking, <laughs> you know? Like, I love that. Because yeah. I know that she like, yeah. that, like she, you know, like that's right. so cool for her. You know, or like if my sisters can find a way to like, m- like make a living and like be so and support themselves through like sharing and, you know, being those kind and being like a resource for people like I think that's great. Like, look at what you've been able to build by sharing. What could you share about being a part of my life as I built something as someone who's been with me since the beginning of it? I mean, before I was... I just think about like when it all, when it really happened, like when you were so upset and I was like, you were like, I feel like it's stupid. Like, why would I like make a blog, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you just have to like do it and just like commit. Remember we like put paper <laughs> yes. down in my like studio and did like, a oh my God, yeah, they're so scary. And I just, and I remember saying to you, you just have to like commit a thousand percent. Like you cannot waver on that. Like if you're going to do I this, tell everyone that you it. were like, I would be like, did I dream 
that he broke up, like, did I dream it? And like, you were like, you need to take all of this energy and put it into something positive. That's that line has stuck with me forever. Like, it's just taking all of that, like, feeling and I put it into something that like, I actually enjoyed doing, which was like, posing and cute outfits. And I think the biggest thing is like, even I mean, obviously, nobody can see you when you say that. But like, saying like posing and cute outfits, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, that's great. It's important to own what you're doing. If it's empowering you, then right. it's, then it's a thousand percent. You know, and I think like, I find that like, when I first started styling, people were like, so what you like put clothing on people? And it's like, no, I make women feel strong and amazing when they're in really like, kind of intimidating situations. And then they know that they look good. So they don't have to think about it. Like I found power in myself growing up, right in the way that I dressed. And that's ultimately why I love styling women for press and red carpet, because I want to give women that same strength. And you're amazing at it. You know, like, that's really what it's about for me. Any fun on red carpet or on set stories that you could share? Yeah, I have one. It was at the Cannes premiere of Black Klansmen. Mm -hmm. And it was this beautiful, huge red carpet. And she does the red carpet. It's incredible. And you're sitting and watching the film in the theater. And I was fortunate enough that I was able to go and see the premiere. So I was like in the Cannes theater watching this film. Yeah. But it's like a very long film. Yeah. And you're sitting in like a gown you know, that's obviously like made to like your body. And when the film ends, you everyone stands up and is applauding. But then the applause was on for 10 minutes. It's a standing ovation for 10 minutes. And I see her like standing. She turns around to be like, oh my God, to like her co-star. Right. And she pops <gasps> like the belt on the dress. Oh my. And I see her like looking at me because I'm like a, couple rows back and she's like like motioning what did you do i couldn't do anything i couldn't get to her they were like i wasn't i wasn't sitting with like the cast of the film and i just had to wait until she and then she had to walk back down the red carpet oh my god her co-star was also like incredibly lovely and made sure to like have his arm like kind of like he was like oh wrap my like he was like right right kind of but it was pretty insane because it was like this like today today like the most momentous red carpet she's ever done. And honestly, outside of the Met, probably same for me. Right. And like, it was like the waste of like, if she let go, like, Oh my God, it would have been, but I mean, that's kind of like what it's all about. It's like, you're always kind of like, obviously you're doing everything you can to avoid those situations, but kind of, if there's anything I've learned about, like just anything having to do with like my work and really just in life, it's like, you kind of have to just like trust and like it's gonna work out everything's gonna be fine it's probably gonna be great if you put in the work right and you know and then you have a great story well thank you danielle for being a part of my final episode of the family podcast (laughs) for the last few weeks i've enjoyed introducing the women closest to me to the podcast thank you to all the listeners out there reach out to us with any questions about the podcast who you want us to bring on. DM us on Instagram at something navy. See you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.